What's happening, guys? It's Adam here. Just a quick word from our sponsors before we kick off today's episode. That is Beer52.com. Beer52 is the UK's most popular craft beer discovery club. They're number one, baby. And they'll send you some amazing beers every month, and you can rate and review them via their website to earn points and rewards. Now, every month's beers that you get sent will have a brand new theme. Past themes have been the beers of Germany, California, Belgium, Korea, New Zealand, South Africa, and many, many more. And they've kindly given our listeners an exclusive offer. You'll get a free case of eight beers, an award-winning beer magazine, and a tasty snack the second you sign up. They'll send them out in the post here. And you can't catch Corona from the post. All you have to do is pay a few quid for the delivery, and you can cancel or pause your membership at any time. Sign up now at beer52.com slash word. That's our exclusive link. That's B-E-E-R 52.com slash W-O-R-D. You'll claim your free case of beer, and for every person that signs up via that link only, they slide us a little bit of money. That supports the podcast. It helps us out. It's win-win. So do us a favour, pause the pod here, go and do that now, and then enjoy the episode. Nice one. See you in a bit. Fucking did it in one take, bro. Yeah, man. Good morning, job seekers. Oh my god, okay, it's happening. Catch me outside, how about Dave? Is that Dave? Uh, no, there's no one called Dave here. Okay. Who the fuck is that guy? Have you never seen me before? Upset me, nasty bitch. Disgusting. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel like podcasting. Two mics, two lids, and a lot of time on their hands. This is Havawad. Shut down dailies. Let's get through this mess together. Hi, babes. Hi, baby. How are you? I'm super. Thanks for asking. I've just been a little walk around the wood. My daughter can't work gravity. And she fell over 19 fucking times to the point where you're like, I've loved this. This is great. Why Why is it difficult? I know you're three, but we need to fucking sharpen up on the falling over she she looks at you like how the fuck did that happen same as it happened the last 18 times you're not looking (laughs) yeah but she's only a toddler like they're called toddlers for the reason because they don't walk they toddle (laughs) I think she's past the toddle stage I think she needs to be walking I mean she if she can basically tell me what to do and ask for it and whinge and go daddy I don't want that she can also stand up without falling over she's just it just got excessive but the fresh air the walking around the woods pretending to be a gruffalo scaring her love that that has been good for my body and soul how the fickety fuck are you Rodog millionaire um well, I haven't spoke to Jade for about 12 hours. We had an argument last night and she oh. went for a drive and didn't get back till five in the morning. Oh so, my God. Where did she drive to? What? Where did she drive to? She just went out. I, I, I don't know. I haven't spoken to her. <laughs> <laughs> she just went out. Now, we had an, we how, had a, how, do you want to talk about it or? or you, yeah, uh, sure. I mean, it wasn't that bad. We'll be fine later on today. Okay. It's just like, it's just another, it's a Corona fight, isn't it? It's, do you know what? I'm in a bad mood and you're the only person in a three mile radius. So I'm going to take it out on you. Um, Who started it? Go on, be honest. We, you know, this is a safe place because she's, she's not listening. All right, oh, okay. So I'll whisper, but it was fucking her. She's a lunatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. She went off on one. About what? Um, you can't remember, can you? 
said, it was because. <laughs> Did you try and fuck the leg of lamb? It was because my hard drive is formatted for my MacBook Pro. Right. So it wouldn't work on a laptop. Okay. And that was it. Why <laughs> Okay, God, that is a classic. I don't know why I'm whispering. I just started whispering through. Do you know what I mean? Because it was like, it's like when when Etta's trying I'm to get to sleep and someone rings me. Yeah, it is me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when when <laughs> someone rings and I'm like, Etta's going to bed. Bed. I've just got to be quiet. And they're like, All right, sorry. I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you're not that loud. You can talk normally, not bed. Oh God, I've just done the same thing to you. So it's basically a hard drive formatting argument. It's not what you want to split up about, is it? No, but yeah, she. <laughs> she just she went out for a drive I think she wants me to stop her but I was just like <laughs> I'm going nah. I'm starting the engine I'm turning <laughs> out of the drive oh fuck it I'm on the motorway <laughs> like the first thing I thought of was I can have volume on me porn <laughs> <laughs> if she's out for an hour I can have full blast pornography oh yeah man oh it was great oh it's so true when everyone goes goes away for the weekend you're like you're gonna be all right on your own i'm like yeah i'm gonna have a really loud porn wank in the living room and that's my living room basically yeah. i had a hotel wank in the comfort of my own bed i actually feel yeah 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 I always feel a little bit p- disturbed in a hotel room because I'm like, I just expect to hear some family that are in town to like for a wedding, like, Daddy, what are the noises coming from next door? <laughs> <laughs> Here, oh, I know me. where the quiet spots are. Right, so, you, how long was she driving for just before we moved on? I just, I need to know. Um, she went out about half one and come back about half four. Fucking hell. Yeah. Oh, mate, I got through some... Some Pornhub premium. No, no wonder you've not slept properly. <laughs> That's literally it. Okay. I was up to about five and then tried to get to sleep. Um, signed up to Pornhub premium. Uh, wow, someone's free. doing all right. That's free at the minute. What? They've made Pornhub Premium free. Oh, that's how they get you. That was the Netflix idea. We we literally said that three <laughs> weeks ago, two weeks ago. Netflix should do that because no one will ever go back. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. You get full-length movies, you get the story, you get the emotional background. <laughs> it's not just fucking straightening her ass and coming on her face. I, oh, no. You know why she's there, <laughs> what big, she does for a living. Big wide-angle shots. <laughs> CGI. James Cameron. <laughs> big blue avatar dicks floating by. <laughs> I'd want Wes Anderson directing mine if I was paying for my porn. I haven't paid for porn in my fucking life. In a land <laughs> where the plumbers have nine-inch cocks. Caitlin, <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Dick. Hey, hey. Jurassic Dick Park. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. That's uh, def- if that's not already a porn film, it should be. Uh, Jurassic Cock. Yeah, Jurassic Park's better. But, I think we're, we're waste. Jura- Jura- what are we doing? Your Astic Park. No, Your Astic Park. Oh, yes! Fucking <laughs> 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 big CGI uh, dick. See, because it's the tune, but to, put, to like sex noises. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's amazing how you make singing gross for me in so many different ways. I love <laughs> song, I love music, but I'm starting to not enjoy it. <laughs> Can we tell everyone about what happened to me last night? What happened to you last night? Um, uh, one of our listeners, Kate, tagged, oh, shit, yeah, tagged yeah, yeah. me into a Sophie Anderson tweet. 
And Sophie Henderson got right on board and was like, all right, Dan, you're right, you fucking ledge. And I was like, hey, my nice peaks. And she was like, yeah, wank, let's wank together. And I told Laura, and I was like, Laura, it's so funny. You know that pause that I told you about? It was like, I'm going to get fucking dick faked. And I was like, look, she's just tweeted at me. And Laura's like, that's, why, that's awful. What? And I, <laughs> it turns out my wife, who's got a very, very good sense of humour, does not enjoy me uh, tweeting at porn stars. At, uh, <laughs> no, she had no humour for it. She had no humor. You know, I was also in a really weird spot because I, I tweeted and you were like, oh my God, Sophie Anderson, that porn star from the... And you were like tweeting about it. And then people were like, oh my God, there's so many. She was like, yeah, don't just too soon. And we were doing loads of Twitter porn banter as Etta was going, Daddy, will you tell me a story? And I was I was in my daughter's bed, in a Toronto bed. And I was like, what I do, what I do is I go, what do you want to dream about, darling? And she goes, I, and she went, I want to dream about ice skating. And I was like, right, imagine you're ice skating and the wind's whooshing through your hair and it's outside and it's cold and I was looking up and a porn star was like alright Dan don't just too quickly I was like okay <laughs> and I was like oh, this is the weirdest yin and yang of like the most innocent beautiful thing ever and then Sophie Anderson being alright don't jizz on yourself I was like oh god okay just I'm just gonna babe I'm just gonna retweet this now anyway nice skating oh god it's just the perfect so, juxtaposition but- of being a dad and a fucking podcast knob so for anyone who's missed an episode or two I think it was two episodes ago we were talking about there's a West Country porn star called Sophie Anderson um, who and we were just taking the piss out of British British accents in porn <laughs> one of them she now follows us <laughs> and it's all because of our listener Kate who's an absolute ledge for uh, for, for yeah 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 she's sorted us out there uh, sorry Katie day? she's called Katie she's, uh, she's on Twitter and she tagged me in without that alright Dan can I tell you a secret? What? I've emailed Sophie Anderson see if she wants to be a guest. <laughs> what? Don't tell Laura. Don't tell. <laughs> she was like, why are you doing that? I was like, because it's funny. Because it's funny, isn't it? She's like, I know, but she's got... You don't like that, do you? I was like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I like the sex me and you have. Can I just no. run a possible uh, drop by you? Because I think we've we've you know nasty bitch disgusting. Nasty. We've got them all. We've, these are these are becoming classics. You didn't like Cash Me Outside. That's got bad memories for you. Can we throw in there? I want to get totally dick fucked. I really want to add Sophie Anderson to our drop board. <laughs> really think hundred percent. Oh, excellent! Right, I'm going to try and get that off Twitter. I want to get totally fucking dick fucked. <laughs> it's not that I didn't like Cash Me Outside. It's that you were using it out of context consistently. Yeah. I just got excited because I got a new button. Yeah. Oh, Sophie. And, this, and, I, and then I was like, oh, God, I hope she didn't listen to that episode. We were like, oh, yeah, well, fucking idiot. <laughs> they sound crap, don't they? Then it's, and I'm like, oh, God, she's got 70,000 followers. Retweet, babes. Retweet. Don't listen. Just retweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would I, be good. I'd love a porn star on just to ask some questions, really. Yeah. And have it in that accent for the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when you're in porn, like people just get you in a room and then you, there's like 19 dicks and they're all coming at your face and you're like, ah. <laughs> is it, is it check to follow? Is it, is it, or is it cash on the night? I don't understand. I'd look, I bet there's so many comparisons between porn. I bet there's like porn hacks who are like, oh, mate, don't work for them. They don't pay very well. And they're like, right. And then we're going to do this. And you're like, oh, God, like everyone else does. And then there'll be some really alternative, like Stuart Lee pornographers, like, yeah, stick your dick in the shoe. I don't know. I'd love to know behind, you know, I don't I really want to know about the industry. 
yeah. and, and then we've not got to tell my wife that that happened. That's got to be yeah. pr- private little. Does Laura not listening to every episode now? Is she getting behind? She's a little bit behind, and she's not going to enjoy this in eight days when she catches up. <laughs> Randomly, she's trying to work at home in the other room. I'll hear what the fuck. I'm like, oh, all right, looks like I'm going for a midnight drive. <laughs> See you later. Do you know what I did last night? Um, apart from have her very loud shout, Hotel Wank. I tried some of the beers that Beer Fifty Two sent me. Yeah, to our sponsor, Beer Fifty Two. They sent me me eight free beers. Mate, they're fucking unreal. Are they great? I know. I know. Like by time, like when when people are listening to this, they've already heard the adverts at the start of the show. But if you're into your beers, mate, I'm telling you, go and use our offer and get yourself eight free beers because they're fucking wonderful. Well, I've been. I haven't drunk yet on the shutdown. I've not been boozing since that fateful night in Leicester. If you listened about ten episodes back, I got absolutely steaming in Leicester, and I haven't been the same emotionally since. And uh, I'm now. T- ticking over to that I just need a booze I want I, we mentioned it yesterday I just want a bit of a booze so I might yeah I'm going to get the beer 52 in that's nice though isn't it it's more than nice isn't it we're going to do Instagram live are we Are we really I, yeah. I really feel I'm going to let you down on that I've been going to bed about 8.30 at night so you've we'll been going to bed about 8.30 in the morning, in the morning. <laughs> day drinking we'll in the morning. as soon as we finish we'll start on the pod just start drinking <laughs> yeah, my uh, my body clock is a bizarre. I'm getting up super early. Like you messaged me and you're like, "Oh, I've not really been to bed." I'm like, "We are basically living. This is this is like the start of your day, and this is getting towards the end of mine." I'm such a fucking granddad, <laughs> aren't I? Such yeah. a granddad. Except, granddad? does your granddad tweet porn stars? I, no, I'm, I'm up at five thirty. I, I have an hour for me. That's my time. Just me, nah, and that's what I do. I have me ready breakfast. <laughs> 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 have a bit of me pipe, and then the kid gets up. <laughs> Um, I tweet a porn star and then I'm off to bed. <laughs> cup, of, cup of cocoa. <laughs> oh, it's so weird, isn't it? Oh, I had a bit of a Twitter beef before. Oh, God, you've been starting some shit. And you seem like in a quite a chipper mood with me. But you're yeah, starting shit with Jade. Who's on Twitter? Who's going down on Twitter? I'm not going to say a name because it's another comic. Oh. Uh, I don't want to be slagging comics off. But yeah. uh, she did a video for Joe. You know, you know, like the the social media conglomerate Joe. Yeah. Um, about uh, people making jokes at the expense of elderly people during the coronavirus, and said that it was hate speech. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, it's not. Hate speech is a crime, and a joke is a joke. I'm I'm fucking done with comedians calling other comedians fucking criminals. It really, really, really pissed me off. Well, Adam. It's not like it's going to go away. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And then you're going to get older. And then younger crowds are going to look at you going, God, you're nearly 40. You can't say this sort of thing. And it's so fucking painful. You're like, I am not the fucking problem. There's so yeah. many, so many. And, and uh, obviously, it's easy to be like, ah, oh, you're offensive. We know the rules and you don't. But you're like, yeah, but if you draw the battle lines too close to fucking Cunty. You just you you're forcing so many normal people with a good sense of humour into like the almost like the alt right, and we're not alt right. We've just got a fucking sense of humour. You know, the other day, I can't remember whether I mentioned this to you, but the other day, so the Manchester City right uh, said that they were opening up the Etihad, their stadium, so that the NHS can use it during the pandemic. Fucking amazing thing to do. Right? Yeah, you made a joke. I tweeted it and said. Uh, this is an extraordinary effort to, tr- to finally fucking fill the place, <laughs> right? Now, st- it's like, a football joke. Yeah, there's long history of Man City not selling out their games, right? Just a bit, so of, just, just a bit just of jokey joke. rivalry banter. So, 
and I do a lot of footy stuff like that. And I, most of the people who follow me uh, from who support all sorts of different clubs know that that's what I do. I'm a wind up. It's just comedy. I'm just having a fuck around, right? Someone replied. Someone who follows me replied and said, "It's not the time to make this joke." I was like, "It's the only time to make this joke. You can't make this joke if the pandemic isn't happening." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also. Uh- I bet they've not been listening to the podcast. They might follow you on Twitter. I don't think they're listening to the podcast because I don't think they get through 18 seconds of any of our episodes <laughs> since the coronavirus have hit. Where it's not the time for joking. Well, we should have shut this fucker down then. <laughs> also, what I don't get is like, what do you think that joke's going to do? Do you think that joke is going to mean that Man City changed their minds? And and they don't. Do you think it's going to infect more people? All a joke does is make a few people laugh. If you're not one of them, then suck a dick and fuck off. I'm not asked. Yeah, but it's not even about. It's not even about whether the joke is funny or not. It's just about this new culture in the last four or five years of everyone having to be more virtuous than the next person and signal signal those virtues. So it's just any opportunity because you've got a bit of a following on Twitter to be like, oh oh no, hey. No, no, I know you're a comedian. Like, if you were an MP, if you work for a charity, if you were, like, the deputy head of a primary school, then it's a bit different, isn't it? Because your role in society is very different. You're a piss-taking yeah. comedian. You play yeah. to semi-drunk people of an evening and you take the you're you've you're not making any money from anything wholesome or family based. It's 52 and a comedy club in, in Vauxhall. You cannot you cannot expect comedians to do anything but they're going to do. So if you don't like it, unfollow. And don't be the cunt that labels hate speech non-hate speech because then what happens is when actual hate speech happens and people go, whoa, whoa that's hate speech, all of those douchebag racist fucking knobheads get to go, ah, oh, you're always calling everything hate speech. Exactly. Which is, ex- it is it, Which is why the battle line needs to be drawn at the right place. Know what is hate speech what is racism, what is nasty sexism and all of that stuff and then for everything else be able to be an adult and judge what's a joke. A joke inherently can't be hate speech because hate speech's intent is to cause hate. A joke's intent is to cause a laugh. That's all it's for. A comedian, me on stage going, hey, the coronavirus is only going to affect old people and it's about time we got rid of some of them anyway, isn't it? Whether you find that funny or not, it's a joke. It's not hate speech. It can't be classified as that. If I was running for fucking office, if I was... If you know, was, you know, you know what? That, that's different about that, though. There are some racist comedians, probably not proper from our industry. But so, if a comedian from like the, I don't know if there's like an undercurrent racist circuit, uh, like <laughs> if he was like, I tell you what, coronavirus, <laughs> just just wipe out some black people. I mean, that'd be all right, wouldn't it? It's hey, 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 hey. It's just a joke. You're like, you can't hide behind. Everything can't just you can't hide behind yeah, that, everything's a yeah. joke. You can't go, oh no, that's a joke. that is no, actually no, hate speech. Absolutely, but that that's because historically there's a disenfranchisement of ethnic minorities in this country. Old people are not fucking suffer are not a, a marginalised group. If anything, they've had the fucking best of everything. They got cheap house prizes. You could buy a house for three quid back in the seventies. They've ate all the fish and they voted us out of fucking Europe. Like, yeah. I, I'm absolutely on board. I think it's a great joke as long as you're talking about white old people. Oh, then, only white old people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if you're talking about old people from an ethnic minority, I think, uh, honestly, I think it's a bit rich, actually. Don't don't enjoy that kind of humour. Yeah, no, we need Chinese old people. Black I mean, nanas. Films and that. Don't do jokes about black nanas. 
Oh, you missed what I said then. What did you say? I was singing Black Nanas. It was worth it. It was worth it to miss it. I don't know what was said, but I was singing Black Nanas. Go on, sorry. I said, we need to keep all the old Chinese people alive. And you were like, yeah. And I said, for films. (laughs) Uh, Can I just say that it's... Upset me, nasty bitch. Hate speech. You know, real hate speech. Black Nanas. Oh, there's some touchy little fuckers out there these days, isn't there? And if you're yeah. one of them and you listen and go, oh, guys, I really feel your sense of humour is appalling, and it is, it is sexist, and you, and you have drops that say nasty bitch, and bitch is a hateful, sexist hate word, and you're like, and you make jokes about race, and you're like, if you cannot be a grown-up and see what is malicious and what is just us being knobheads, then that's fine. You can call us out because there's enough people who get it, who know, yeah. who can who can judge as a fucking adult what's right and what's wrong. And I tell you what, if the future looks like that, like, um, hi guys, uh, here's some of my jokes. Um, everyone's absolutely equal, and I believe in fairness for all. Good night. Then fucking sign me out of the Edinburgh Festival. Well, the thing is, though, that is what I think. That's what I think. I think fairness for all. And we, we yeah, but you don't do bits people. about that shit. Dude. You don't do the no, bits that's about it. That's not funny to say. Mm. That's not funny to say. I did a routine in my in not not my current tour show, my last one about how my girlfriend isn't the one. Yeah, right? but then I'm glad that she's not because imagine the pressure of being with the one and knowing if you lose her, it's all downhill from here. Oh, so I'm quite happy that Jade's the four. Yeah, because I yeah. know if she fucks off, there's three people out there that I can find. Very long routine, not true. That's not what I feel like. But it's funny to say that, isn't it? It's yeah. funny to say that and to go, "I'm in love." Isn't she amazing? It's like that's not funny. Yeah, it's funny pl- to you're just playing like, with ideas, bust on your bed. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're playing just with around. ideas. Also, what I find p- funny is with stand-up is when you tell something through the prism of your life, people are like, "Oh, I co- that is an awful thing to say." You're like, "Oh, just because I'm, just because I'm." Like, div- like I'm basically showing it as an idea and like t- t- telling you about something in my life doesn't mean that they are actually beliefs I hold. Like people find that very like I can't believe you said that, and you're like I can because it's a comedic performance. You see it's- what it says behind me? It says comedy club yeah. on the sign. I'm on stage with a microphone. I- I'm I'm at the comedy club. You paid to see comedy. You didn't. Pay- it's not. Fu- it's not a fucking quiz, is it? But, but comedians can still get it wrong and and that's fine to call that out yeah but they should be allowed to get it wrong and people on twitter who say something fucking rank and then go it's just a joke you don't always get to hide behind it's just a joke but it's really about the people listening be able to go oh yeah that is a that's a nasty thing to say that's just shit that's neither funny even even a shit joke is still a joke it still came from the same place Oh, but then all fucking wanky, hateful things can be hidden. Ha- like, you are still allowed to call out. Do you know what I mean? Do you understand what I mean? Like, it can't. No, you can't have a, a, a defense mechanism of it's just a joke. It's, it's just a joke for a- absolutely everything. People no, are allowed to react to something. And go, everything. that joke is dreadful. That joke is hateful, and that's not all right. I don't think a joke can be hateful. Right. I think if it's actually a joke, I don't think it's. I don't think it's possible for a joke to be hateful. Right. Okay. Well, um, I think. I think that it's possible for someone to say something hateful and then go, "I was just joking," when they weren't. Right. But that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Them defending it as a joke. 
Yeah, yeah, no, that's that that that's a that's a lion manipulative dickhead. Right, that's an like arsehole. it. So what you're saying is people need to be able to judge what is a joke and what's not. Yeah, and that's for the next episode of Have a Word Pod. Why wow, we've started? Woo! What have you? I tell you what, no sleep for you and a walk in the woods for me. And we're taking it down. We're taking yeah. the industry down, society down, Twitter yeah. down. I'm going to continue to joke about this shit. You know why? Because it's funny to do. It's yep. funny to do that rather than sit and wallow in self-hate. I'm also, I'm, I can't wait for the first genuine complaint email. Because what, we 20 odd, 25 episodes in nearly, someone will ring yeah. up an email going, I thought it was awful when you said that Adam Stogg was anti-Semitic because <laughs> my nana died and she was Jewish and dogs do not feel anti-Semitism and... I'm still waiting for that one and I'm going to read it out. <laughs> It'll be the start of that fucking episode when we get some bell whiff going, God. And then I'll get me dog on the podcast and we'll get a picture of like, I don't know, Adam Sandler up or something and see if she barks. Yeah. <laughs> With a little swastika lead. <laughs> oh, should we do Jesus. some fucking features? Uh, yes, let's crackety crack the fuck on. Send in your questions and suggestions to haveawardpod at gmail.com. Let's crack on with this nonsense. It's time for top five with Adam and Dan. Okie doke. Um, <laughs> we're doing a top five, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've, we, we are terrible for sort of saying we're going to do stuff. We should stop doing that, by the way. We should just do the stuff and not go, I'll tell you what, everyone watch Tiger King because we're going to talk about it tomorrow or the day after, 10 days later. No, we're gonna, not doing that. Not everyone's got Netflix. don't know what you're on about. But we've actually come good with top five. You've been fucking hyping it up. And here so we today, are. We've been, had people send, sending them in, but we've, uh, we've gone for the original one we mentioned. Sorry, Adam, I interrupted. You did. Very rude that time. That was hate speech that me interrupting. Hate speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Made me hate you. So that was speech that caused hate. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. So there you go. Hate speech. Such a Jew. An actual crime. <laughs> so I've I've done what I said I was going to do and got me top five stand-up specials ever. Uh, it was hard. I've got some honourable mentions as well. You've done something slightly different, haven't you? Yeah, well, let's do yours first and then we'll get to mine. Okay. You don't want to tell people what you've done? You holding it back? Um, I've got top five racist comedy specials because okay. a joke cannot be racist. Okay, <laughs> so go on to www.edl.co.uk. They won't use .com for obvious reason. <laughs> no, I've done, I've done. I've done my favourite five specials that are available for free online because I thought this might be a slightly annoying feature if you're like, yeah, I fucking love the idea of watching Nate Bargatze. But I don't have Netflix, so... If you haven't got Netflix, then fucking... What are you doing with yourself during this pandemic? I'm trying to get through a difficult time, dickface. Um, Everyone have Netflix. I mean, I've got it. I'm not a fucking knobhead. But some people don't. <laughs> and they might hate you for saying that. So that was hate speech. And you okay, should be cancelled. So, they're in no particular order, but I have got five, okay? Right. So, oh, that's controversial. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm going to start with the oldest one which is Richard Pryor live in concert. Yeah. You know the one I'm talking about? I do, yeah. He's got a red shirt on, a couple of top buttons undone. It's uh, 
This was the first. It's oh, by the way, if anyone does want to go and check it out, this one is on Netflix. It's called Richard Pryor Live in Concert, and you want to look for the one where he's got a red shirt on stage. And if you, if you don't was, want to watch it on Netflix, it's also if you haven't got Netflix, it is free online as well. It's one of my. I think every <laughs> comedian loves this special. It's all time great, isn't it? Well, the thing is, really, if it was if it came out today, it would still be phenomenal. It's still relevant. Bang on the money comedy. Do you know what I mean? It's not like aged at all. It, it's it would fit in as a modern classic if it came out today immediately. And Richard Pryor is a hero to so many comedians, isn't he? An absolute, like, all you hear Burr and Louis C.K. and Joe Rogan, he's held up as one of the all-time American masters. Because he is. It's fucking, it, it's flawless. It's absolutely brilliant. He's The bit about heart attacks, when he goes, mm, <laughs> and he, the, he literally yeah. portrays his heart fucking him over by going, oh, you think you're going to... Mm. Should should have thought about that when you were eating all that pork. <laughs> yeah, like to do a routine about having a heart attack and make it piss your pants, people falling off their chairs. Funny the bit about his wife trying to steal the car. There's so many like hard hitting real life bits in it. Um, the bit that I always remember from this special though is not like one of those routines. It's just a silly bit. This was this was actually the first stand up special I ever seen ever. I was about nine, ten years old. How I fucking mean, cool is that? Well, it's like that's too. That's like having your first ever album be "What's the Story, Morning Glory," and not like <laughs> some shit like "Snap" or <laughs> "Go on." I'm annoyed. I, my mum was watching it, so when when my mum and dad split up uh, when I was a kid, what would what would happen is we, me and my brother, would be sent to bed at the same time. But uh, as soon as he went asleep, I could come and watch telly with my mum. She just wanted a bit of company, I think. And she was watching this, and I'd never seen my mum laugh like the way she laughed at this. And the bit that I always remember, because she fell apart laughing, it was one of the... Because I was so young, it was one of the most... It was the easiest one for me to get. Do you know what I mean? Because it's it's adult comedy. It's the routine about his wife taking a piss in the woods. Do you know the routine I'm talking about? When he's like, we're walking through the woods and she's like, I'm going to have to go for a wee behind the tree. And he's like, I'll wait until she gets mid-flow so she can't stop. And then he's like, somebody's coming! (laughs) That would work today in any comedy club. If you you had that bit in your set today, it would still work. You watch some, that's from 1979 or is it 77? Something like that. It's older than me and I'm old. And those bits would still work done properly by a good comic. Yeah. It's a... it, it, yeah, Richard Pryor live in concert. One of the all-time greats. What else you got? In your top fizzles. Okay, where are we going to go next? I reckon. Um, so this is the three of my five are sort of either recent or I've got into them since I started comedy. So this is the only other one that I knew of before I got into stand-up myself, and it's also the only British one. Oh, I can't say that. It's, he's not British. He's Irish. <laughs> Any Irish people on? I'm, I'm sorry. He lives in Britain. This is Dylan Moran, monster. Have you seen it? Yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah, it, it like yeah. That, that's I, I've watched this. I, I reckon fifty plus times. It might even be a hundred. Um, it's the only British, the, the only sort of one from the British Isles in my top five. Oh God, um, you really. You just call it Ireland. Just say Ireland. <laughs> they don't even like people from Ireland. Do not appreciate. Oh, we're from the British Isles, are we? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> we're from the island of Ireland. 
can't believe I called him British. I'd rather be Irish than British. That's as such well. an American. That's a, such an American thing. And it, when I listen to American I podcasts, they're like, uh, "Oh my god, really yeah, you know, in himself. England, you know, because Scotland's in England." You're like, mm, "Careful." I've, I've got Irish family on my dad's side, and they live in Dublin, and they listen to this podcast, and I know they're going to be texting me in a bit, going, "You fucking kidding me? We're not fucking British, you cheeky fucker." Oh um, Jesus, that's not going to go down well there in Dublin. But it's so, it's just so silly. Irish. It looks like the drunken ramblings of your uncle at a funeral. This special is just like it looks like all the thoughts unplanned and disconnected, but they're so not. It's, it's yeah. So his f- his discombobulated is way more uh, enjoyable f- for me than Eddie Izzard's. You yeah, know, yeah, with yeah. Eddie Izzard, it just creeps into like get the fuck on with it. Dylan yeah. Moran is at the height of his powers was a, a funny discombobulated. Yeah, and my favourite bit in this one is uh, <laughs> how different alcoholic drinks affect you. Like, you've got, like, vodka, <laughs> which is, like, it's very subtle vodka because it's like, oh, what's this? It's pointless. You can't taste it. You can't smell it. I mean, what? what why are we on a traffic island? <laughs> oh, that's such a great line. <laughs> and whiskey makes you go up to people, uh, makes you go up to complete strangers and goes, no, no, come into my house. For God's sake, have something. Have my bed. And it makes you go up to people you've known and loved your entire life and say, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> and leave a tip. <laughs> I love it. Is that how you say his surname? I always say Moran. Is that wrong? Dylan Moran. It's Dylan Moran. It's Moran, yeah. I used to say Dylan Moran and then I, I got educated on the history of Irish culture, Dan. So, you mean uh, British, British Isles Irish culture? <laughs> Hello there, Dublin. Hello to Adam's family in Dublin. <laughs> you'd, you'd be right in thinking, who the fuck is that guy? That's your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> That's your fucking cousin. He's my favourite British UFC fighter as well, Conor McGregor. Um, okay. Yeah, Dylan Moore and Monster. That's on YouTube as well. You can go and check that out. It's about an hour and a half long. It's a fucking long special, and it's start to finish uh, hilarious. I think now we're getting into the more modern ones. Uh, Bill Bear is obviously going to land in my top five, and I think. I love Bill Bear's entire back catalogue, but I, I've I've plumped for Let It Go, which is on YouTube, which is one of his earlier ones. I think it's between this and I'm Sorry You Feel That Way as Bill's top specials, which is his black and white one, which is on Netflix. But Let It Go, it's sort of before he was as enormous as he is now. And he murders, like murders, completely destroys the place in, in a way that I've never really seen over an hour I've seen I've seen you at like the frog and bucket do what he does but for 20 minutes on a on a club set on a weekend he keeps like a club set energy up for the entire length of this special and bit it's after hard bit after to do bit, that it's it's phenomenal I've never build, really seen to keep it building and not go too big too quick it's oh and my favourite bit in it is uh <laughs> how being a mother is not the most difficult job on the planet. So he's like, I was watching Oprah Winfrey with me, me missus and Oprah Winfrey is like introducing her guests. She's like, she's done this, she's done that. And she does the most difficult job on the planet. She's a mother. And then he spends five, 10 minutes just deconstructing the idea that being a mother is a difficult job. <laughs> it's like, so I thought roofing. I thought are... roofing is a redhead in July, but <laughs> apparently sitting around in your jammies, putting DVDs into DVD players. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that is that the one where he does the um, uh, watching like black history films, and in the end, you just you run out of white guilt, and like uh, it feels like they've done no, so that's, many. Um, oh right, that's, that's why of, do I do this? That's, that's one the, of my the... absolute favorite Bill Burr yeah. bits. Like I just, what, they're all the way. They've even done like Cuba Gooding Jr. and like diving all the way down to ping pong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were the first black. Bing bong team. You're gonna steal the paddles. <laughs> Denzel Washington. Oh, funny as fuck. Well, yeah, Who else you got? Go. Billy Bear. Billy Billy Red Bulls. Oh Jesus. Um right, two left. I'm gonna go now with uh Patrice O'Neill, elephant in the room. You want it? Have you seen it? Uh, I have, yeah, yeah. It's been a wee while since I've seen old Patrice. Yeah. Uh, was this not on your radar? Were no, you not it's, not, it's not one of my favourites. I like Patrice O'Neill. I like him more as a radio guy. I think his stand-up's fine, but he gets held up as this absolute visionary. And I watch it, and I think he's just a really, really good club comic. He's not. I don't, I'm not as blown away by Patrice O'Neill's stand-up as a lot of people. I think it's a. It's really. Don't get me wrong. Really yeah. good, but I don't think he was. He. he I don't think he. He died before he could get as good as he was going to be. And yeah, I, I think I, Elephant in the Room's great, but it, it looks to me like a very, very good headline set at a comedy club. I don't think I it's th- as outstanding as some of these shows you've mentioned. I think you need to go back and watch it again. <coughs> Maybe. Because it's great be on opening, Anthony, though. Fucking hell. To be honest with you, I think if I had to whittle this down to two, this would still be on my list. Well, I'd put it in the top two ever. I think he's just so unapologetically himself... Like there's no there's zero filter at all. He's saying what he thinks is funny, and if you don't like it, he's not asked. Which is something I herald as we've heard. Oh yeah, I like his style. I like his style. It just doesn't have as. I don't think the bits are as great as he's he's incredibly watchable, and I love him on everything. Like all the podcasts that I've heard, it was before podcasting, but like on ONA, which I was I got into after the fact. But yeah, I like it. It's good. It's just wouldn't never. It would never be in my top five. It's fucking unreal. I think the, you, you mentioned that he was taken too soon. Like he was a fat black guy, so I think it was the blood pressure that got him. And he references it in the special. Now this oh, is his only no. sort of full length special. Um, there's another one called HBO One Night Stand, which is also great. Um, but he references in the special how old he is. He's like, I might, I might be like forty. But because I'm fat and black, I'm 173 years <laughs> old. Um, God knows how good he could have become. Because for me, as I say, this is one of the best specials ever. And he comes out the gate with a, a joke about how, do you know how valuable, how, how you put a value on a woman is how long that you would look for them if they went missing. Yeah, that's an, that is an absolutely amazing, amazing bit about the white girls going missing. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want to find out more about Patrice just YouTube some of Bill Burr and Kevin Hart telling stories about Patrice on on podcasts because some of Bill Burr's stories I mean Bill Burr still does a fundraiser every year for Patrice's family his his missus and all the people he's left behind that he was looking after and they do that and that's been going strong for like 10 years or so Uh, some of Bill Burr's stories about him and Patrice and there's the one about the transvestite when they're all outside the comedy cellar a transvestite, a, a drag, sorry, a drag queen yeah. came out. Uh, is that a hate speech? Um, <laughs> came over and Patrice gave her some shit, and he gave her some shit back. And apparently there was loads of comedians around, and they all stood back as Patrice O'Neill 
took on a drag queen <laughs> and it was like the ultimate like like on street roast fucking roast battle like a grandmaster against like a fucking drag queen um, some of those stories have really added to the legend of Patrice because I think his stand up alone might have got forgotten with his death a little bit like it's still very very good stand up but I think his mates at the time have gone on Kevin Hart and Bill Burr and so many of his mates his best friends have have gone on to be like legendary comedians they've kept his memory alive and on yeah. a pedestal I seen him on uh, Facebook the other week there's the, the, the head of stand up at Netflix is a guy called Robbie Pro and uh, he used to run Just for Laughs in Montreal I've got him on Facebook and he posted a, a clip of Patrice O'Neill um, absolutely murdering it just for laughs he's like I love this set because this was a year after I first booked Patrice so this tells you everything about Patrice O'Neill's attitude <laughs> he'd booked Patrice a year before and gone right it's going out on TV so um, you know no swearing keep it to this whatever like don't don't push things too far it's got to be a TV friendly set Patrice went out swore as often as he liked did the routines he wanted to do fucking murdered destroyed the place but it wasn't broadcastable and he come off and just for laughs the biggest comedy festival on the planet which getting a TV spot at that is like career made back then they're like what the fuck are you doing We've, but we can't broadcast any of that and he's like hey you know what man you know what I did you, you know what my stuff is don't fucking book me if you don't fucking want it go oh, fuck yourself oh that's so good now every <laughs> every comedian relates to that when you're like oh I'm like well we didn't really enjoy that you're like well why am I here then <laughs> You've seen my shit on YouTube. Why the fuck did you book me? But then a year later, he went back and behaved himself. It's still a, it's still a, a classic Patrice set, but it's, it's it adds just, to the legend as well. Castable. Who's but, your number like, one? Who's the big dog? Who's made it? Who's top of the charts? Especially with the because there's quite a lot of comics who listen to this, and this this special only came out last year. Um, it's Dave Chappelle, Sticks and Stones. Now, divided opinion, because it's a, it's a it's a controversial show, but it's called Sticks and Stones for a reason, and I think, if anyone hasn't seen this, it was Dave Chappelle's fifth special <laughs> in three in years. About eight minutes. Huh? And it's about his fifth special in about yeah. eight minutes. Yeah. He started <laughs> Over, whipping him out. He... He comes out and he takes so many shots. He's being... He's talking about so many subjects in the most offensive way possible. He's literally trying to wind people up. Um, but because he does that, it means you've either got to say the whole special, you hate it all, or you've got to enjoy it all. Because there's so many... You can't just get offended by one bit because there's so much other stuff in it where you're like, well, you can't get offended by that and not by that. And I love how he sets it up. It's so well put together. And when it came out, there was a lot of like blog pieces and people going, oh, this is a blah, blah, blah. I can't believe he's done this. Uh, blah, 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 whatever. Either, either heralding it or slagging it off and not one not one article that I read because I read a lot of them because I love this special so much not one of them mentioned the song he sings at the start and I've said this to a few people um, since this came out and the, uh, uh, even comics like oh, I didn't even get onto that <laughs> so the special starts um, with the credits rolling but you can hear Dave Chappelle he's on stage but you don't see him yet you can just hear him and he's singing a, a verse from um, 1999 by Prince, right? So it's, but he, 
I don't think people realise that song is setting up everything he's about to do. It sets up the whole show and the reaction to it. So he says, I was dreaming when I wrote this, forgive me if it goes astray. When I woke up this morning, could have sworn it was Judgment Day. Sky was all purple, people running everywhere, trying to run from my destruction. You know, I didn't even care. Um, they say 2000 party over. Oops, out of time. But tonight I'm going to party like it's 1999. Now... To, to sort of the ill-informed or someone who doesn't know stand-up or doesn't analyse it to a nearly level like me. just seems like he's just picked a song to sing at the start of the show. It's not that at all. So he's starting with... Um, I was dreaming when I wrote this, forgive me if it goes astray. When I woke up this morning, could have sworn it was Judgment Day. And I think what he's saying with that is, I'm going to get judged for this. This is Judgment Day. I'm sorry if this goes all over the place, but... I, I'm going to get judged for it. I'm going to say what I want, right? Sky was all purple, people running everywhere, trying to run from my destruction. I don't even care. And what he said is people are going to lose their fucking minds about this. People are going to kick the fuck off and I'm going to disappear. He hasn't done one interview about this special. I'm going to go away because I don't care. I'm not asked. They say 2000, the party's over. Oops, out of time. But tonight I'm going to party like it's 1999. I think what he's saying there is you can't say anything anymore. It's the year 2000. You can't say anything. The party's over. You can't joke about anything. But tonight, with this special and this show, I'm going to party like it's 1999 and say whatever the fuck I want. And that is literally what he does. And he's predicted not only what he's about to do, but also the reaction to the special. I think it's a fucking phenomenal way to open a show. Yeah. Okay, it must, cool. be, it must be nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's not. It's like I can't disagree with you, can I? It's, it's not. It, it. There's a, there's a few points in it where I think sort of let it down as a special, but there's some absolutely incredible parts. I think the LGBTQ lift share thing is a fucking undercooked bit. I've, I think I, that I was watching it going. Is it fuck the best bit? But maybe, maybe. What, what do you think it's missing? That bit? I don't know. Just didn't. I just didn't enjoy. I just felt it forced. I felt like it's one of those ones where you're like, yeah, it feels like everyone's expecting you to do another bit about LGBT, and I, I just thought it was a really forced analogy and just didn't make me laugh that much. I don't think it's his best special. I think Equanimity's, be- but I mean, we're talking about two very good specials. I just didn't. I just. I don't know. I, you know what? I watched that special and the song at the start. I didn't actually read as much into it as you've read into it. Um, but he's he's phenomenal. I sometimes watch guys like that and think, wouldn't it be amazing to perform to a crowd that is that tuned into your sense of humour already? Because we yeah. have to play to so many people. Like it's just it's Leon's birthday, and why did you say something like that? And it, <laughs> and it dilutes what you attempt with like a promote promoters like, oh yeah, we love comedy. Promoters on the circuit love comedy that works, and they don't like complaints. I mean, there's some that purport to be amazing fans of comedy. What they mean is, I really like you because you do a good job. They don't really want some are honest enough to be like just don't want complaints just do a job they will literally take seven and a half out of ten all over the bill they don't want someone taking a risk and 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 pushing the the envelope but i I watched guys like Chappelle and bill burr and even segura and i think yeah it's incredible because you're 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 afforded the right to to push the envelope because you've found your audience through being brilliant But sometimes I watch some of their bits and think, this would be better if you'd have tested it out in front of people who didn't worship you. 
because I think it would have ironed out some of the faults in the in the thinking. And this is from watching your tour show when I supported you. What your your the height of your powers because your brain works the same way as Chappelle's and Burr's more so than mine more so than nearly every comic on the circuit but your reasoning is very strong because you do those bits in front of people who don't know who the fuck you are and it's all very well saying Chappelle's sharp man because he goes to clubs and just does his set everyone knows and loves Chappelle he walks around like a fucking demigod in the US and I watched that special and there was a couple of bits I think the car share of the LGBT, where I was like, yeah, it's not bad stand. I'm not saying it's bad, but I think he's capable of far greater stand up. And I think it's because where does he find the place to sharpen the fucking sword edge? Because everyone's like, oh my God, it's Dave Chappelle. Woo! And they just sort of worship him right from the off. He just, and that's not really his fault. Where can he go to really sharpen things in front of people like, well, I'm not that bothered about Chappelle. Yeah. Whereas you, I, I watched that whole special, that tour of yours special, I watched that whole tour show of yours, every one of your bits is sharp because you've had to do them in front of people who don't know you at clubs and whatever. That's Yeah. Well, I don't do anything in my tour show that doesn't work in a club. It's sort of a policy I've got. If it won't work in a comedy club, I'm not doing it in the hour. Um, if you keep I, getting bigger, though, where are you going to... You're going <laughs> to... <laughs> Where were you going to go? Like, that's the problem, isn't it? Where do really famous acts go to get to get those bits that... I think I think the only thing you can do when you get to their level is to do what they're doing and drop into comedy clubs. Because at least... Although you do get that whole, oh my God, it's Dave Chappelle. I think that it's the closest you can get to people not knowing you or not necessarily being a fan of yours. I, I think, think he's so big, I think he struggles to find that... Oh, totally. he, 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 if he jumps into the store in LA they're like way yeah but there'll still be 10% of that room who are like I don't like him or whatever it, it's yeah, still yeah, better yeah, than yeah, putting yeah. a work in progress on when it's his own show that's my five anyway I think um, I think the LGBT car routine is it's not it's not hilarious. the best bit and the best bit in that whole special is that bit what do you think the best bit is? I do, to be honest, I don't know the special in and out, but I, that really stuck out for me as not the best bit. Oh, no, I love it. it I, I, well, that's I the end of the podcast, the and that was hate speech. Disagreeing with me. <laughs> <laughs> so just before we crack on to yours, I've got a few honourable mentions. To be uh, honest, I think we're going to have to do mine another day, mate, because this, uh, this has been juice. It's been a fat one. I think we should save mine for another day. Okay. That, 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 that sounds me. We'll do it. What, whenever honourable mentions uh, just got a few because I, I couldn't fit them all into the five there's more British ones here as well an audience with Billy Connolly uh, which was like a, a TV special on ITV Kevin Bridges' most recent DVD the brand new tour it's called great Bill Baird I'm sorry you feel that way Eddie Murphy Raw Peter Kay Bolton Albert Halls Michelle Wolf, her most recent special The Joke Show and Bo Burnham Make Happy they're all brilliant go and check them out um um <sighs> I did uh, top five sexual positions because Davina asked. So just quickly, I'll run through my top five sexual positions. At five, um, on your side, and you're both a bit hungover, and you just sort of start prodding her in her in back, and she's like, oh, fuck it, go on then. Four, missionary, absolute, honestly, it's a classic. Three, doggy, it's exciting, particularly over a desk. I really enjoy that. Two, her on top, I'm old, I'm fat, I'd like her to do the work. Num- number one, there is no number one because that's all the positions I can do at my age. <laughs> so that's it, that is it. One's just having a wank. It's just easier, isn't it? You don't have to apologise. My number one is um, one of my fingers up my bum. Um, 
and hair tweaking both of my nipples whilst um, stroking my dick with their hand and the dog licking my balls. Okay, I want uh, have a word out of context <laughs> to clip that shit off. <laughs> if you've not followed, have a word out of context. Someone has set up a Twitter account that just clips off five seconds of our worst nonsense without context, and it is fucking great. I don't know who it is, but they are a secret Hall of Famer. Yeah. Oh, baby, let's have a word from our sponsors. Now that I've thought about your fingers in your own bum, I think it's time for a word from one of our sponsors. It's time to give some love to one of our sponsors. The original gangster sponsor, Vauxhall Comedy Club, is proud to present Bottomless Booze Comedy every Friday and Saturday night, coming back some point soon. Hopefully. Possibly. This frankly bonkers offer gives you 90 minutes of comedy from top circuit and TV comics, as well as 90 minutes of bottomless booze from just £25. That's bottomless beer, wine, cider and hamster tazer for just £25. Spirit and Mixer bottomless tickets start at £35 and entry-only tickets for the straight-laced purists start at £10. Vauxhall Comedy Club is normally open Monday to Saturday and is also right next to Vauxhall Street Food Gardens. Loads of really good street food vendors that's open Monday till Friday. Please, for the love of God, don't visit them for the foreseeable future. But instead, follow them on social media and sign up to the mailing list and then they'll announce their triumphant return. Hopefully fucking soon. Mailing list is VauxhallComedyClub.com and the socials at Vauxhall Comedy Club on Instagram, at Vauxhall Comedy on Twitter, Vauxhall Comedy Club on Facebook. The show is 18 plus, no ID, no entry, and we operate a challenge 25 door policy. What up? For when you need a laugh post apocalypse, choose Vauxhall Comedy. Do you want to sing the intro or do you want me to do it? Yeah, I'll sing it full operatic. It's time for Have a Word with Adam and Dan. Tell us all your problems that you have with your friends. I've just realised you could do that. What, what's the opera song in um, Step Brothers? Time to say goodbye. Time for have a word with Adam, Adam and Dan. Oh, Jesus, you're getting me over to the evil of singing. What have you got from us? Let's solve some fucking problems, you know, not just your knowledge of the uh, the British Isles and the independent island of Ireland. Okay, so we're starting here. Republic, thanks, uh, thanks to everyone who sends these in. We're getting a few more Have A Words now. Still not got quite enough, but keep them coming. Haveawordpod at gmail.com. Keep all your domestic disputes coming in. If you're a musician, keep them coming in. Keep all your would-you-rathers. Everything, keep them coming in. We still need a lot more content. Um, Haveawordpod at gmail.com. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, okay, here we go. Hey, guys, please keep this one anonymous please have a word with my mate i don't make friends easily but i'm a northerner living in london for nearly a year now and i've made a best mate oh <laughs> i love him to bits because he's a scouser and i naturally have so much in common with him just from being from the north sort of <laughs> he's definitely from like fucking watford or something and think it's the north um i honestly love the lad but he is a serial bellend in not listening to no for an answer what Oh. oh, okay. It's cool. it's not it's not penis nose. Oh, um, good. He's the type of he's the type who want a nice house. I just fancy literally two or three pints, and get, and he'll get the fourth. 
in case I change my mind. Or he'll agree to a weekend with no drugs, then tells you on the sly he's ordered something he's got more than he will do because he knows he can talk me into it after a few pints. I've got no problem with drugs, but honestly, I don't know what to do. I don't have many other mates, especially lad mates, and especially during lockdown. I don't want to be on my own, but I can't financially or mentally deal with how often he can't take no for an answer. Sometimes I just want a couple of pints and I don't want to get on the Mozambique. Thanks from a randomer. I mean, is this really, this is about before the shutdown, isn't it? Because, yeah, yeah, this is sort of not, I mean, you mentioned the shutdown there, but this is more for like when we come out of this. Yeah. I mean, this this guy, this his mate is going to come out of the shutdown like a fucking, it's going to be like a firework, isn't he? Because like <laughs> he sounds like an absolute menace on a weeknight, on a school night. What's it going to be like after a two and a half month shutdown? It's going to be like fucking juddering down the street. Uh, to be fair, all of us are. I feel that coming for me. I'm having a big one at the end of this. Can you imagine if if the pubs reopen on like the day Liverpool win the league? <laughs> how do you mean? How do you mean they're going to win the league? Huh? How are they? How will they win the league? What do you mean? Well, so they let us out of the shutdown. How are you going to have won the league at that point? Because they'll play a few games behind closed doors. Oh, is that on the cards? Seriously? Yeah. So they're going to play a few games behind closed doors. So where's my dream? How do they do that behind closed doors things on a shutdown, though? Because it, the amount of staff it takes to put, and like all the TV cameras, how can they justify having hundreds of people in a football ground? Well, it, it won't be anywhere near as many as normal, will it? Because the, there's no crowd to control. No, it takes hundreds of people to get a f to get Premier League football, even in an empty ground, doesn't it? With all the TV, with all the TV crew, all the staff, all the players. I touched. So, can I just track back? Yeah, I think that's definitely going to happen. That's going to be amazing, Adam. All those closed closed door games, and then you'll win the league, and then we'll go drinking. I don't know why I question that. Why am I trying to put him in a bad mood right at the end of a fucking episode? It's been interesting. You're We've a talked twat. about. You're being a twat. That's You're being a twat. Oh no! Oh no! Twat. I've started him off. Loads of twats. Fuck the lot of Oh god. Jave Moreno. Did he play left back? No. Alberto Moreno. Oh, that's it. Have him right. Yeah, oh, Alberto Moreno. Yari Lemanen. He looks like my mum. No. Is that, <laughs> is that, go over? No. Oh, Sammy Hoopy. He loves hula hoops. Hoop. Yeah, Sammy Hoop. Hoop. You know? I I don't know the Liverpool songs. I'm sure I've probably, probably got them quite. That was one of them. That's oh, good that one of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, so what he, this lad wants us to have a way with his mate because he, he, he need, he's always getting on the beak when he says he won't and always getting the extra pints. I feel like I can't here because I don't do drugs, um, but like I, I'm really bad for let's have one more pint. Do you know what I mean? So I, I it would be hypocritical of me for me to tell his mate to pack it in because I'm that guy. Oh, mate, we've all been that guy though, haven't we? But it's not just, like, once in a while when you've got the little demon in you, you know when you've got the little demon and it's inside going, Adam, I'm thirsty. Adam, take me out, I'm thirsty. And fucking Jade's been banging on about fucking SD cards. Take me drinking. Fucking quench my thirst. You know when you've got that and you drag your mates into it, don't you? You're like, come on though, Carl. Come on, I want to go drink. He's like, oh, I don't really want to. You're like, no, come on. That's fine once in a while. Every one of the... It's like a little mate card that you're allowed... You should be allowed, Every three months, you'd be like, listen, I know you're not in the mood for it. I don't want to get it out of the wallet. I know it's invisible. I know it's imaginary, but I'm pulling out the mate card. You're my best mate, and you've got to... This is like a voucher for dickheadry, and I need to I need to claim it. That's it. I'm putting it in. 
But this guy is every fucking time. So this is every time they go for a pint, it becomes yeah. three pints, it becomes five. It becomes, I know you didn't want Sambuca, but I brought one back. I know you didn't want Coke, but I've got two grams and just a bit extra. You know, I'll probably just do one. Here's one for you. I'll just put it in your pocket. I know it's illegal and I know you don't really do it, but it's in your pocket now, so you might as well snort it. That is a hassle, isn't it? It is, but I still, I, I feel like a hypocrite. Like, You're not that Carl, bad. I, lad, speak to Carl. Carl has left me in town on my own so many times I'm known for if people don't want to do what I want to do on a night out I'll just fuck off on my own to Pop World now if you don't know what Pop World is it's a nightclub that just plays cheesy 90s shite S Club 7 5 steps don't stop near all that sort of stuff Spice Girls uh, all that crap right I fucking love it in there I'm in my element and I've been known so many times on a night out to just disappear on my own and go to Pop World and like a few hours later my mates will turn up and I'm in Pop World dancing on my own holding a fishbowl full of cocktail right now to the point where on the day of my mother's funeral right we had to wait we had the beers in the pub in West Derby and I was absolutely fucking ballooned I was hammered destroyed fucked right we've been drinking since like 12 in the afternoon this is like 11 o'clock at night when the pub's calling last orders I went home I just took myself off didn't say goodbye to anyone was too drunk for that and walked home and got in bed okay about an hour and a half later my phone rings and it's my cousin my cousin my other cousin and my little brother were all together guess where they'd gone they'd got a taxi into town which is six miles away and gone straight to Pop World because in the they checked Pop World before they checked my bed (laughs) (laughs) they were like where are you we're in Pop World looking for you I was like I'm in bed you daft cunt he was like oh we just assumed you'd come here (laughs) that seemed more logical to us than you going home for an early night (laughs) but again you're telling me that story like you're an absolute menace but it sounds like you're fucking basically doing it on your own. That's not a massive... Like, you're going, you know what? I want to do it. And then you go... You're sort of the opposite of that. this guy. You're going, fuck it. You don't want to do what I'm doing? I'm going to go and do what I'm doing. That's almost not <laughs> yeah. a problem. Like, if you <laughs> yeah. want to go and be a little one-man fucking adventure, that's... <laughs> you're not lean... This guy is like a little pusher, isn't he? Like, no, go on. Yeah. Go on. No, yeah, go on. Go on, let's go on. Get him out. No. And yeah, this my guy- attitude isn't you're doing this. It's I'm doing this. Join in if you want or fuck off home. <laughs> What uh, I don't want to see, seem like I'm being an arsehole to someone that listens, but I'm going to have to say this to our listening. Mate, you're a big boy, and I know you want mates, and I know you get on with him, but you need to put your big boy pants on and say when you do and don't want to get a drink. And if he is a bell sniff, you're just going to have to fucking jib him off. You can't have a fucking pest as your only just, friend. Just go home. Just say I don't want it. Like if you if you if you give into peer pressure that much, it's actually your fault, not his. I don't think his mate being a pest is a problem. I think it's you being a fucking whiner going, Oh, he always convinces me. Take responsibility for your own no. actions. And PS, if you're that easy to sway, don't go for a drink on your own at a gay club because wow, you are gonna meet some gentlemen who can be quite convincing. And at the <laughs> same time, don't go to any like radicalized places of worship because we don't want you in Al Qaeda like, oh no, I'm not actually a fundamentalist Muslim, but when I met <laughs> Go on say a name. Go on say, pick a name. Pick a name and stick to it. Jihadi Brian. <laughs> Brian. Brian the jihadi. Do his voice. Alright. I'm Brian the Jihadi. (laughs) 
Oh, I choose not to do it today. I think we've we've talked about what's hate speech, and I just don't want to end up with me going, all right, my name's Brian the Jihadi, bro. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, it's, come on, man. You're not that much... You can't be that much of a fucking pushover. I know he's... You're in, are you in London, and you can only find one northerner? Like, there's another eight million people... I don't like friends from anywhere else. I just like friends from... Go into from... any pub and you'll either find a Scouser or an Australian and we're basically the same thing. <laughs> find anyway. Pop World in London. It's, I'm sure there is one. <laughs> there is. Do you know what? Do you know where Pop World is in London? Do you know the Boat Show Comedy Club? Yeah. The comedy club on the, the Tattershill Castle boat. Yeah. When that room becomes a Pop World after the comedy. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> The whole of the West End, all of that culture at your finger, fingertips, and you're like, I just like, mu- I like music from the late '90s, and then you know, disco. Uh, that was a good one, but you've got to be a big boy, find some new mates. Come on, let's have another word. I want to do another one. You want to do another one? Can we whip out another one? I've got another one for you. Whip out your episode for people. <laughs> okay. All right, lids. I've been a listener from the start. I got a recommendation from Chris Pajak on the Red Men TV. So thanks for that. He's an original. A word is original. (laughs) Oh my God. You didn't just say that out loud. (laughs) That was hate speech. (laughs) That offended me. Um, So I'm a long time listener and I've got my business partner, Nick, into the pod as well. We have an employee who is a lovely guy, well-meaning and fairly intelligent, but he has no common sense. He's terrible with money and is always in debt, but somehow this still seems to surprise him every month. He recently asked us to help him and give us access to his bank so we could tell him where he's been going wrong. He's married with two children and his wife doesn't work. This is the issue. As despite paying for one of the children to go to school and one of the children to go to nursery, his wife has never once worked. More than this, she stays at home cooking, often drinking and posting about her day on Facebook. Our colleague is paying for everything, which as you might expect includes money for food, outgoings. What shocked us though was on top of that, he's also paying his wife a grand a month so that she has some money to spend. We're doing okay at work, but he is He's getting more and more into debt every month whilst his wife sits at home spending huge amounts of cash and posting it on Facebook. She is ruining them financially and spending way above their means. And our poor mate, unnamed, is too afraid to have a word. So we thought we would get you guys to do it, then play it to him. If you can keep our names out, that would be appreciated as it might cause some trouble in the office. Well done for what you're doing. Dead happy it's taken off for you and Dave. Oh, cheers, odds. Oh, that's a lot of pressure, isn't it? I really wish we could get a touch more one I'm just shy of one bit of information before I can fully like judge it does she know that they're getting in debt because if she doesn't it's on him and if she does know that gradually that thousand pounds a month is the thing that's pushing them into debt she is a colossal bellend okay if she doesn't know how can you judge? Because he's just like, I didn't want to say, and then it's on him to, again, big boy pants on. I think we need a little bit more information from the lads. Okay. I reckon, yeah. How about this then? We'll do two. First of all, we'll do, let's pretend she doesn't know. Let's work on that assumption, and then we'll come back and we'll do it as if she does know. Right. If she doesn't know, P.S., there's a lot of fucking partners, women around the fucking world going, I don't have raised kids, I like a Prosecco in the afternoon. <laughs> Leave me be! 
By the way, I've figured out a really great system to stop myself drinking in the morning. What I just is don't it? Up till the afternoon. Yeah, nice one. <laughs> <laughs> Working really well. Oh god, unemployed. Love the Floyd. Um, yeah. If if she doesn't know, and she's an innocent in this, and she's like, "Well, I just wanted a bit of spending money. I've got needs too. I need to look after the kids at half term and all that shit." If she doesn't know any of that and it doesn't know it's, and you are genuinely giving a thousand pounds and you're pushing yourself into that, get your fucking big boy pants on, same as like Muggins down in London, and just sort your finances out, mate. Get on the banking app and be like, Susan, look at that. That's fucking you, mate. I'm not saying you need a job, but you're definitely not having a thousand pounds a month. She possibly be this naive though, like. You, that's what we've got to think. She knows where he works. She knows what he does for a living. I imagine she's got to have some. I don't know, mate. Some people are weird. Some relationship you can't assume it. I mean, you'd think so, but maybe he's like, no, everything's fine. Oh, you you can have what you want. Maybe he's like just a bit of a. Maybe he loves her to bits and he wants to give her everything, and he's just falling short money wise. But he's not sharing that information. That happens. It, <sighs> if, however, if, however, she knows. Mate, shouldn't have married a dickhead. She's being a twat. She's a cunt fuck twat. Oh, no. Every fucking time. <laughs> God almighty. It's even worse if now you've had an knows, argument with Jade. She's being a leech. That's what she's being. She's being a little leech who's like, I don't care about the kids. I don't care about him. I don't care about... Because everything's in his name anyway. Because it can't be in my name. Because I ain't fuck all. And she doesn't give a shit. Okay? Yeah, but then he's still... But then it's still down to him to be like, stop enabling that then. Stop... Yeah. So a lot of this is on him to be like, come on, mate. Because yeah. if you start losing houses, then that whole thing of like, I just wanted to keep her happy. She's going to be more pissed off. Even it, how we don't know the content of her character, but if you lose the house, no one's fucking happy. Just short, sharp, yeah. look, Susan, we're cutting it down to 350 quid and you're going to have to get Prosecco from Aldi. Sort your shit out. They do some good Prosecco as well. I, I Look, I, I, I've got a bit of um, relatability to this because... It's nowhere near to this level at all, but like Jade doesn't do, she she doesn't work much. She she has the odd part time job every now and then, um, and she earns a little bit of money and pays for it like a card insurance and stuff. But on, on the whole, especially like like this is all pre pre lockdown. I I pay the chunk of everything, but I'm more than happy to do it because I earn more than Jade does normally from gigging. And you're um, not getting in debt. No, we're not getting in debt. I, like I even I, like you know you can set up uh, your your bank card to be on your phone to pay contactless with Apple Pay. My card is on Jade's phone because I'm always like, I'm like, if you go shopping, just use that. Pay pay with that. Do you know what I mean? Dead and bowling. Dead yeah. and bowling. She doesn't take the piss. She's no. not, I, I don't ever come home and she's like, do you know what? I've spent, I've bought myself uh, a gym membership. It was 17 grand for the year, but I get a personal trainer called Julio and he's got abs and he just looks a little bit like you, but sexier. I've done that. That's all on your card. Is that okay? You just, in a relationship, you've got to be able, you can't be in a relationship where you've got two kids and not be able to go, the fuck are you spending a grand a month on? You right. daft fuck. It's not about her. It's about him, though, isn't it? Just to try and move your aggression away from women just for one episode. It's, it's, it's about him. <laughs> he's, he's literally got... He's got to fucking sort it out. And that's what they're saying. Yeah, they want us him. to have a word with him. Whether she knows or not. Like, you're married to her. She, I mean... So whether she knows or not, it's about him yeah. sorting out his family finances. It's yeah, serious because right 
It's the kind of shit. Bit. It's the kind of shit that will send you under this sort of stuff. Just yeah. nip it in the bud. And if she goes, oh, I'm fucking leaving, mate. Sounds like yeah, right. sounds like you're going to be all right. I'm taking the kids. Fine, just get porn up premium. You'll be all right. <laughs> you'll be lonely, but you'll cry Have a bit. A loud but, wank. Yeah, you can use the tears. Does and that on pop? that bombshell, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're topping Pornhub fucking divorce wank. Um, we'll call that a podcast then. Thanks again, as always, to our sponsors, beer52.com and Vauxhall Comedy Club. Got a song for you, Dan, to play us out. Nice right? one. Nice one. Today's song comes from, I think the pronunciation is Kewen. It's K E W E N, a Northeast based singer songwriter who is also a frontman of the band Kewen and the Crosswalks. They can be found on social media under the name at Kewen Crosswalks, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And their music is also under Kewen on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So playing us out today, this is Kewen with his song, Take a Walk in My Shoes. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, you lads. Straight hands so you could come
Take a walk in my shoes. 